into the five ways that you can you can kickstart your fitness. Uh, how you can create that positive wellness habit and why does it matter? Because well, it's the second weekend now in the third weekend to January. And and who doesn't need to improve their fitness? Hey team, welcome to In the Clinic with Rob. This is Jill, and I'm your content editor for today's podcast. Even if you don't believe in resolutions, you believe in change. They say the only thing that ever stays the same is everything changes. In today's podcast, Rob discusses the opportunity a new year presents for us to make and keep positive changes in our lives. Thanks for joining us today, and let's get going. Welcome, 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 welcome back to a 2022. Good morning to you. We're excited, excited to be back, excited to be back in the the hot seat up in the crow's nest, uh, early morning. Sun's coming up. We got snow on the ground. We've got uh, the office starting to open up. It's It's a buzzing morning and I'm excited. Yes, I'm super pumped. Super pumped for 2022. Um, you know, <laughs> as you know from the last uh, couple of years, it's been unique. It's been very unique, um, and I don't even want to name the names of why, because we all know. And uh, I'm excited for 2022. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic, and that's just my nature. I mean, I I, I love a New Year's. I love a New Year's uh, like I I love new newborn babies. You know, people that know me, they know I love newborn babies. I love morning sunshine and I love New Year's. And and the, you know, without analyzing it too much, I mean, if you look at all three of those, they are all about the possibility. I mean, the possibility of a newborn baby, um, that where, where that life's going to go in the next hundred years. Uh, morning sunshine. When that sun comes up, you could be here in Colville, and at nighttime, you could be in New York City or wherever. I mean, it's just the possibility of all those. And I love that untapped potential, just like New Year's, baby. Oh, yes, New Year's. Um, you know, the thing about New Year's is it doesn't really matter. I mean, you can you can make changes anytime. You can make uh, different adjustments to your life at any point. But the thing that I love about New Year's, it, it does give you that fresh start. It puts all the holidays behind you. It puts all of the... Um, Different events that can that can derail you in your fitness and your wellness, and now you get it you get to lock it in. And um, I I love it too because it gives you reflection. And if you look at what the holidays leading up to New Year's really does, um, it makes you slow down. And it makes you slow down because uh, now you're taking more time off. You've got more holidays that are that are coming back to back. You've got uh, family friends that are coming in. You you get time for reflection, and uh, that is the great opportunity leading into a new year, because from all that reflection, you can make new plans, and from your plans, you can execute. So again, uh, 2022, rocking and rolling. We're about two weeks into 2022. So where are you at? <laughs> where are you at? Where are you at? Are you? Uh, are you staying on track with any type of resolution or are you uh, already thinking about um, how you don't like resolutions? Because <laughs> some people don't. They don't. And I hear it all the time. Oh, I hate resolutions because you should start anytime. Yeah, 
You can. You certainly can. But the New Year's gives you a fresh start. Boom. Where are you going to be by December? I mean, how awesome is that? Where are you going to be by December? You can make you can make the change now. And even if you haven't started a resolution, even if you're like, I don't believe in resolutions, you believe in change. You believe in change. I mean, it's like the one constant in our life is constant change. So uh, believe in change. Believe in that people can better themselves. Believe in the fact that um, you can do what you put your mind to. So I'm excited again for for New Year's. Uh, New Year's <laughs> wasn't um, always as hopeful as as it is now. When I was in my youth, um, New Year's was was especially in college is more of an opportunity to to gather socially, if you know what I mean. And uh, I'll I'll never forget uh, my my best friend from from high school and college, Pat. Uh, we decided he came back in. He was going to ROTC program at Texas A and M and. And he came back for um, for the break to visit his parents, and we decided to have New Year's together. And he's like, "Hey, you know the uh, fraternity house that were friends of ours from um, from high school. They they were in a fraternity up at the University of Idaho, where I went to went to high school was in Moscow, Idaho. And uh, we went up there for the, for the New Year's bash that they had, and they had a huge um, garbage can full of what they called Spody. And, um, some people call jungle juice. Uh, and it was kind of my first experience with that. And I was not fully aware of the potency of <laughs> the Spody. Um, and let's just say that shortly after new year's, uh, the room started spinning. It was a short new year's, uh, countdown. And I remember spending the majority of the next couple of hours in the bathroom. And uh, uh, at some point, my my buddy Pat came in and said, "Hey, Rob, it's time. Um, it's time. Let's let's get out of here. It's like two two thirty in the morning. It's like let's go. It's time to go." So I go to stand up, and I go around the stall. And as I'm standing there, Pat looks at me and goes, "Are you okay?" I went, "Yeah, yeah. I think." I think I'm all right. And I feel my stars, myself starting to tip backwards. So I put my hand up and I grab onto the side of the stall uh, wall. And I grab it and my momentum keeps taking me back. And it starts pulling the stall off the hinges from the wall. <laughs> and uh, he thankfully grabs me before the whole thing rips off and I land on my back. And uh, he, we drove my car, so he, he hopped in my little uh, 85 Toyota pickup, uh, single bench seat. And it's, again, New Year's um, Eve, New Year's Day, and I have my head half out the window, just in a utter um, funk. And I realized at that point in my life that alcohol is truly poison. <laughs> <laughs> truly poison. So uh, sometimes you have to find your end to realize you don't want to hit that ever again. And uh, it gives you perspective. So overall, New Year's uh, moving forward from that day has been fantastic for me. It's, it's, it's now uh, a great opportunity to spend time with family, friends. And you know what's pretty neat too is, is um, 
my dad growing up, he he loved uh, keeping the kids together for New Year's and having a good time. And from an early age, I remember he would uh, save his change. And he'd come home and he'd put his change always in this uh, water bottle, one of those you know five-gallon water bottles. And it would build up over the year, and he'd take that change in and roll it all up, and he'd have you know a couple hundred dollars over the years. And he'd use that for bingo for New Year's. And it was like the highlight for us kids, the highlight to, to, to have bingo. And, uh, you know, as, as my brother Scott knows, and, and Joel, um, Scott was pretty savvy. Scott was the youngest. So he, you know, he didn't have the strength. He had to use the brawn. I mean, he didn't have the brawn. He had to use the brain. And uh, he slowly found out that card number, you know, like 78 was a ringer. And it took two years in a row for card 78, he won the majority of the money with one single card and he used it over and over. Well, we found out the second year, about a, two weeks in, he would go into the box and find card 78 so he would have it readily available as soon as we would go and play. He'd, he'd, he'd take it and keep it and store it. So after, <laughs> after the second year of him just pilfering all the money and my brother Joel, Scott, and I, we took his card and ripped it up <laughs> to give us a fair shot. And uh, But but it's fun. That's a tradition that my dad handed down to us, the, the bingo for money. That's something that we've done as a family, an extended family that we've continued. Um, you know, we've added a bonfire and different fireworks and stuff too. So, you know, New Year's, it's, it's just really an opportunity for family, for friends. And, and again, it jumpstarts your year. So, Overall, uh, that that's me um, for for New Year's. Uh, other little updates for for us: we uh, added to our family. No, we are not having a baby. We added a puppy. <laughs> so we've we've got a, a beautiful um, puppy chocolate lab uh, named Blue, and he's my my little Bluey. So he is a fantastic dog. He's already get hit the potty training. He's already understanding stay sit. He's um he's mouthy though, as as you know with with puppies, they get mouthy. They like to they like to chew on everything and they like to to nibble on you. So um we we're, we're working on that one. We all have little scratches on our hands. But uh he's he's a love. He really is. And he's he's adding to our family and and we're all enjoying him. But he's coming along really nice. Um you know, other other updates. My son uh had difficulty with his tonsil surgery. And from his tonsil surgery, it hemorrhaged while he's at school. He sneezed aggressively, hemorrhaged, and we had difficulty slowing it down. And uh, from that, it started a cascade of events where we eventually had to have emergency surgery at about four in the morning in Spokane after a ambulance ride down there. And whoo, it was uh, it was intense. It was intense. Uh, you know, bleeding from the mouth, considerable blood. Um, my my little stud uh, lost half his blood volume. And I uh, was close to needing a transfusion. So he, he is a, an all-star to, to have um, a tonsil surgery is tough, especially the older that you get. And then to turn around and do a second one in a row, essentially. And that's, that's kind of what happened is he had a second surgery, right? You know, so to, the, the mental and the physical component of the pain to sit there and tell him, hey, we got to keep drinking water again when it hurts again. And he's already been through this. You know, essentially, he went for pretty much um, a full month of of just pain, and so you know, it's there, there. There is nothing worse than watching your kid in pain. There's nothing worse 
than to have your your child go through um the 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 health scares the pain issues you know you'd you'd rather take it on yourself than to have them go through it but uh i'd say that he's he's doing well energy coming back up blood volume is is picking back up he is um he's coming around so overall i'm i'm excited about it but it gives you perspective and it it truly gives you perspective in your life when uh, your your kids are struggling and your health is in jeopardy and uh, all the knowns in your life um, are not uh, known anymore. And some of the other areas of your life that were a, a major focus suddenly aren't important. And it, it takes it takes sometimes those type of perspective changes to help you grow in your life. And and boy did it ever my wife and I who uh, she is a champ. Um, you know, she, she takes on a lot of the, the emotional, mental, and, um, and uh, caregiving roles. And with that comes a lot of stress and a lot of worry. And uh, she's a, a strong, strong woman. And I, I appreciate her dearly for, for all the effort that she puts into our son, Easton, and, uh, and nursing him back to health. So again, um, I'm, I'm optimistic about 2022. That's behind us. Uh, my daughter's kicking butt in basketball and doing really well, and continuing to grow as as a person overall. And um, I'm just I'm just positive. I'm just positive that that this is going to be a year that allows us to continue to grow to grow as a family, as a clinic, um, as myself as an individual. So I'm excited. So let's let's dovetail this into our clinic updates because uh, here in the office, a lot of a lot of things have changed as well. You know, uh, before the break, we were looking for a new um, front office assistant. Uh, we got a lot of quality applicants, and we came down to um, an individual that just kind of uh, blew Mackenzie away and myself away, communicates highly effectively. She's been an individual that's been in our clinic uh, previously. We know, knew her family as well as from the relationship that we've developed in our office, and she's a person that... Um, we anticipate will be with us for a lot of years. She she has a lot of growth potential, and is anticipating to be a a force in the office for people to assist in all of their needs up front. And we we want that transition from the front office to the back office to be as smooth as possible. And we see that this individual, Callie Guatney, is going to be um, awesome. She's going to be awesome for us. So. Again, anticipate me uh, talking to Callie more at some point. We'll get her on the podcast, get a little interview so you can learn more about Callie. But overall, uh, we're, we're excited about that. Um, we also hired, um, you know, uh, an individual that I was a former uh, pitcher of ours as I coach varsity softball. She is a uh, rock star of a person. She was accepted into the optometry program. So she's going to be a doctor of optometry in the future. And she has about 10 months right now until that, that school starts because she graduated early with her bachelor's. So her name is Hallie Cox. She is our physical therapist aide. And uh, she really helps out in the clinic wherever we need to, to allow us to be efficient. So she's, she's uh, progressing in that role already. And then um, Allie, who, uh, Allie Jacobs, who, who you come to know up front that's, that's been a front office assistant, she's, gonna, she's going to... Um, increase in her role and take on more leadership roles and start um, attacking more of our finance area. So we've got a little shakeup in the office, which is good. And uh, from that shakeup, we just had our our 
uh, annual planning event. And some of you might have called the office. Nobody answered. You might have come to the door, knocked on the door, and you had a sign that said we're closed for the next two days. And yeah, we, we just took uh, two full days and shut down the office. And we completely uh, turned off the phones. Not really. We you know, just went to voicemail. But we uh, locked the doors and f- dedicated the whole time to getting better as a staff. And we, we really value training in our, in our company. We really value um, the processes of, of allowing staff to express themselves. And uh, we're all professionals that are, are looking for the common goal of adding value to people's lives in our community. And what, what better way than to take two full days and um, evaluate where we've been and then where we're going. And from that event, um, it's it's been great. I mean, we've we've we learned a lot about each other. I mean, we had Callie. That was her first day. Come in, never had met too much. Any of us didn't know a lot of us. And from there, I mean, she already knows more about um, who we are as a company, staff, people. That that her first day, which starts today, is going to just hit the ground running. I mean, she is going to rock it um, because of that event. She knows exactly the values of the company. Um, the, how we're trying to add value to people's lives in our community, what we're about, and so our stress points. And that was the great part of an annual planning event is we found our stress points and we made tangible goals for this year. So uh, some of these goals are um, are uh, uh, some of our staff, uh, not just staff, but our patients and our clients will know that this is an area that we're going to improve, but it, but I'm going to put them out there so that that everybody will know that this is what we're trying to achieve this year. And from this event, we found that one, we need to improve our communication and our communication from the front office to the back office, from provider to provider. Um, anytime we have uh, two individuals that are assisting one patient achieve their long-term goals, the communication has to be top-notch. And anytime that we're looking to um, extend care or do a progress note or discharge an individual or um, the information that's gathered from the front office before a visit, all of that needs to be shared and immersed. So we set up tangible goals and objectives to try and improve our communication overall as a staff in that area. And that's only gonna add value to our, our patients and our clients overall. It's only gonna add value. So that's, that's gonna be awesome. And then uh, the second thing we're looking to do is we're going to increase our training. I mean, if you look at who we've hired in just the last two months from Jill Palmer as our client service specialist uh, to Tyler, who's been about three months in now, four months in, um, that, that's come aboard. We have uh, Elaine uh, Lewis, who is a physical therapist that started with us in December. We have Callie that starts today. We have Allie, who's moving to the finance role, so she's going to need training there. And then we have Hallie. So <laughs> I I feel like I repeated myself, but Callie, Hallie, and Allie, holy smokes, mouthful, um, but it's fun. So our training needs to, to go through the roof to make sure that everybody is uh, taken care of, that, that they all know what the expectation is and how to do their job successfully. And that's only going to add to the better efficiency in our clinic overall. So that's that's an awesome goal as well. And the third one is we really want to solidify uh, being a women's health specialist in our community. Uh, we, we really want to become a uh, women's health specialist. And we have um, Nessa Bates, who's a physical therapist, and um, Emily Giesler, who's a physical therapist assistant, that have taken on this role of our women's health 
uh, needs. We've done podcasts in the past as far as women's health, but what we're really talking about is if you're pregnant or recently um, post-pregnant, you're going to have different issues. And it might be incontinence, might be low back pain, might be pelvic pain, might be swelling in your feet. There's a lot of things that go on um, from, from your uh, baby growing, essentially. And then after birth, there's a lot of pain issues as well, low back issues. A lot of times it's just like, hey, this will go away in time, but it doesn't always do that. So they, want, they specialize in those two areas and also helping to return women back to fitness after birth. But more so, women's health is, is bigger than that. It, you don't have to just be pregnant or recently postpartum to receive women's health. There's, there are women who um, you know, are many years past having a baby, but they still have incontinence issues. They're still having pelvic pain issues. They're still having low back pain issues that, that are related to that whole dysfunction. And what's neat about this is they truly want to solidify all of our programs to have a path to, to better help individuals that have women's health needs. But what was neat too is that our guy, Randy, Randy Hartzell, who's a physical therapist here, said, hey, I, I want to help too. I want to help with our women's health needs. And, and he has a uh, specialty certification in orthopedic manual therapy that, that isolates sacroiliac dysfunction. And with his specialty, he's, he's, he knows there's a need for women that are either pregnant, post-pregnant, or having women's health needs that have a lot of SI joint pain. And he said, hey, I, I want to get on board and, and start assisting with that as well. So all in all, it was a fantastic uh, team bonding event. Um, we were able to, uh, to isolate who the best team is together in our uh, shootout in the clinic at the training facility with our mini hoop and Ryan and Callie as a team. <laughs> <laughs> won the tournament challenge and are for the 2022 tournament of champions basketball mini hoop uh team <laughs> so that was good but oh you know Mackenzie kicked butt and made all the meals for us she made breakfast and lunch um from biscuits and gravy to frittatas to uh pulled pork chili I mean, it was, uh, we ate, we ate well too. So all in all the annual planning event, I'm excited for it. Um, I'm excited for the, the product to, to see how it, it, it makes a difference in our clinic, but I already feel like we're on, on a better, uh, level playing field than we were before we went into the holidays and I'm excited about where we're going. So when I return, we are going to dovetail uh, our New Year's resolutions, New Year's um, into my own resolutions. Did, did I make any? Do I do resolutions? Uh, we'll see. But uh, from there, we'll also get into uh, top 10 resolutions that you actually won't quit and five ways to kickstart your fitness now. Not later, but now. So when we return, we're going to hit all that, but start with Rob's Resolutions. We're back, 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 and we're back from the break. And as I teased before the break, we... We're going to go over uh, different resolutions. Do I make resolutions? You know, historically, I typically don't. Um, it's more of goals. They're more plans. You know, um, 
And I, I have, like I said, I've mentioned many, many times, my wife is fantastic. And she gets me this, this planner every year for Christmas. And it's, it's like a super planner. And it's a thick book. It's flexible. It has um, a cover over it. It has an uh, elastic band that keeps it closed. And, and it never leaves my side. It's, it's always with me in my backpack and, and everything that I'm doing. And the neat thing about it is I'm, I'm able to reflect on the previous year and what I want for this year. And what I like is that throughout the year, as I'm writing in my, my, my planner and I'm building ideas, I'll go back and reflect. And it's really neat that six months in or you know eight months in, you look back and see the things that you have achieved and you're able to cross those off. But as you go back and look at them, it just reminds you of what you're trying to do. So it, it puts an emphasis on it. So it, it has really helped me. And I usually break it down into, you know, my own uh, family goals, health goals, uh, work, work goals, and any other relationship goals or other. And it's been nice. So I would say that that would be a resolution uh, in a way. But, but my, my resolution, my goals for, for this year are, are more personal. And over the years, um, I tend to push really hard. And uh, from, from work, coaching, I used to be on the school board. Um, any tasks that I want to take on, uh, coaching my son's team, daughter's team, basketball, softball, baseball, uh, projects that we're looking to do, uh, different uh, ideas in the clinic that we're building. It it, it usually um, really builds over the year. And the biggest area that people that know me is I really hate sleep. <laughs> And I hate sleep, not because I don't enjoy rest. It's more that it's, it's time that I can't um, do anything. And it's a time that I usually see as the rate limiting step that if I need more out of my day, that's where I'll cut into it. So, you know, for, for a good five, maybe 10 years, I mean, four and a half hours of sleep is, has been my norm. So one of my areas uh, this year is to really try and improve my best health. You know, my best emotional, mental, physical, sleep, nutrition, try and accentuate it. And it really dovetails into what we're doing here in the clinic because, you know, my, my uh, focus over the last year and with bringing Tyler on has been our virtual personal training program. And it has been transcendent to what we're trying to do to help people in their lives. And our 4% club, which dovetails into our uh, 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 wellness group. That is a, a weekly Zoom call where we go over health-related topics. Both of these have only increased my own wellness in the last year, just from talking about it, from researching it, from bringing topics to to talk about in our four percent club, to um, you know improving my own fitness from my own workouts, from the inspiration I get from the virtual personal training program. It's only helped. So this year has allowed me to um, open my eyes, and as Rod Tidwell said. And Jerry Maguire, I want the Quan. <laughs> and the Quan uh, to Rod was uh, really, what he talked about is he wants everything. He wants the, all, all of the su- success in life in all areas of your life, your emotional, mental, physical, um, you know, health, all of it, uh, from your relationships to your uh, job satisfaction to uh, uh, your financial uh, security, everything. He wants the quan, as he put it. <laughs> and that was a made-up word he made up, but uh, I liked it. 
and I've always thought about that uh, as the Quan. So I, I see this year as the year of the Quan. So I have a goal of sleep. You know, I, I'm about four and a half normally. Um, I, I'm looking to try and get six and a half hours minimum a night. I, that's going to be kind of my low bar. I'm looking to increase my nutrition. And the biggest area is I want to feed the gut, protect the liver. And what does that really mean? We want to feed the bacteria that are in your stomach. And they love fiber. They love fiber. They need fiber. And if they don't get fiber, then they're going to go searching for it. And they're going to start tricking your brain, sending hormones to your brain, neurotransmitters to your brain to try and get to change and influence your behavior. And uh, a lot of our processed foods, or I'd say almost all of them, do not have fiber in them or it's fake fiber. They try and add it to it. But we need soluble and insoluble fiber to feed the gut, to, to give a, a strong, healthy environment. And, and they're finding more research comes down to the gut. If your gut's healthy, then your, your BMI is in check. Your, all of your numbers across the board that, that affect your heart and your vessels are on board. There's, I mean, growing research, the, the gut's where it's at. And the best way to do it is whole foods. And whole foods isn't just like a cliche thing. Eat whole foods. It's, I mean, it, it's, it's real. If you can go out in the, in, in the woods and kill it, or you can plant it and grow it, it's usually a whole food. But when we start getting away from that, and it starts becoming processed, and we start having companies touch the food, it becomes more of a processed area that can't always be trusted. Especially if it comes in a box. If it comes in a box, um, it's going to be processed to the point where it, it's chemically, genetically, and, and structurally changed. Solely to, to attack your taste buds in your brain to get you to eat more. But the nutrients in it are, are pretty, pretty base. There's not much to it. So a lot of times we're, we're nutrient um, deficient, even though we're eating a ton of calories. And that's where we start getting distended stomachs, visceral fats. I don't know why, but I keep gaining weight, but I'm eating less calories. It's, it's a whole problem. So whole foods, that's where it's at. Um, so the other thing we want to do is protect the liver. And there's more and more growing research that talks about metabolic syndrome, diabetes. Where is this really coming from? Inflammation to the body. And there's a high link between that and fructose. And fructose is a uh, sugar that you can find in fruits, you can find it in fruit juices, you can find it in table sugar because they combine glucose and fructose together to make table sugar. And what do we know about uh, sugar? It's everything. It's in every processed food. It's in uh, the majority of, of uh, manufactured food. And from that, fructose is not able to metabolically really be broken down to use for energy. So what happens, instead of being broken down and absorbed in the cells, it gets actually pushed to the liver, where the liver breaks it down. And what's, what's another um, caloric uh, uh, nutrient that we consume, but your body can't metabolically use it for energy, and it gets stored as fat in the liver? Alcohol. So just like alcohol, you, you have an excess amount of alcohol in, uh, that you can consume over and over and over. Your, your liver consistently converts that to fat and it stays around your liver. And over time, what do you get? Fatty liver disease. And if you keep, keep going and going and going, then it turns to cirrhosis. And you know that cirrhosis kills your liver and it can kill you. But what we're finding is kids are getting fatty liver disease. Adults that they're not even overweight, they're not even obese, are getting fatty liver disease. 
So uh, one way to avoid that, whole foods. Whole foods, minimally processed. No processed is even better because it gets away with all of it. And, it, and all of your veggies will have fiber in them, soluble and insoluble, which feeds the gut and protects the lining of the gut. So uh, nutrition, another big focus of mine. Fitness, again, I'm looking to improve my own fitness this year from uh, improving my strength, improving my overall uh, mobility. Those are two areas I want to hit as, as we resume uh, basketball, possibly hoop fest this year. I want to come in ready to rock, baby. I'm ready to go. Ready to, to, to get it. So I see fitness as being a strong component. Uh, laid the base last year. I'm, I'm really ready to attack this year. Um, time. I'm looking to make my present moment my time. A lot of times I have work on my, on my brain. Uh, different coaching ideas, different things, and it's running through my head and doesn't always allow me to enjoy the moment I'm in, either with my kids or others. So I'm looking to part out my time. And when I'm at work, I'm at work. When I'm with family, I'm with family. And when I'm doing recreation, we're with recreation. And that I'm really trying to stay mindful of what I'm trying to do at the moment. Enjoy that moment. Enjoy it. Um, self-development. I'm looking to improve my own self-development. I, I've made a goal to read 12 books this year. I've already picked out the first seven. Uh, my wife always teases me because I like self-improvement books. She calls them self-help. <laughs> always teases me, your self-help books. Um, but uh, I see them as improvement. And um, I'm always looking to, to add to my life emotionally, mentally, physically, in uh, relationships, jobs. So I see these tw uh, 12 will help. I'm, I'm already on my third. So we're two weeks into January. I'm on my third. So I'm kicking butt. Part of my uh, work-life balance of, of partitioning those out has, has allowed me more time to read. So I'm already seeing the benefit. And uh, work. I'm looking to give up uh, more of the control at work and allow the great, mature, professional individuals that are in this clinic to assume more of a role. And that's where you're going to find out the leaders that you have overall in the company because they're going to take on that challenge and kick butt with it. And then two, it allows me to find out where to add more training, because if we consistently are failing in one area, it tells me that's where we need to put training. But if I'm always the band-aid that covers it up, uh, we don't find it. So I'm excited there too. So there, there you have it. Those are my uh, goals, or you would call them resolutions for the year. And, and I'm excited about it. So again, a lot of these... Um, are related to health this year. You know, with my son going through his health stuff, it, it, uh, it was a, an eye-opener. And what, what do you have if you don't have your health? So that's, that's really looking at what we're trying to do. So all in all, um, let's dovetail this into my, for my resolutions. What about you? Did, you? did you make any resolutions? Did you set up any goals for the year? Because that's really what they are. And and and. and by making a goal or a resolution, it just gives you a guidepost. It's really just a guidepost that you can look back on and say, where are you at? And you can measure along the year and say, am I, am I achieving what I wanted to set out to achieve? And if you're not, it doesn't mean like you suck or anything. It just means that you got to really shift your focus. You got to rechange your habits. You got to find accountability partners and coaches that will help you. So uh, let's, let's switch focus and actually add in the top 10 resolutions that you can do 
and you won't quit them. So top 10 resolutions that you can do and you won't quit them. So instead of taking a break, let's fire right into these. Let's get into them. So here we go. Number one, one of the uh, top 10 that you can do, and I already mentioned it, add it to my life, eat more whole foods. I already mentioned the impact that whole foods will have in your life, the amount of fiber that you're getting, but also it's eliminating all of the other junk that's really making our country and now world unhealthy. All the processedness of food and all the additives that they put in it, all of the artificial enhancements, all of the preservatives, all that other stuff, if you can shoot it, kill it, grow it, that, and, and the closer you get to that, the healthier you're going to be. It's just the way it is. So number one, let's, let's try and eat more whole foods. You can do that. You can do that, but it takes planning. You, you definitely will have to go to the grocery store more and more often. But you can plan for it. Put the time into it, and, and it will happen. Because if you think about it, if your lifespan at, towards the end or part of your life is, is limited, and you have fatty liver disease. Think about the energy. Oh my gosh, to have fatty liver disease. And just sitting there is hard. It's, it's breathing. All of all that energy that, that you're having to use just to breathe, just to walk around, just to do things. Now take all that energy that you're going to have to use anyways because you have fatty liver disease or diabetes or metabolic syndrome and just apply it to your life right now. Use the energy that you're going to use in the future, but use it for good now which then gives you greater longevity in your life in the future. I mean, that's where it's at. It's all energy. It's not created nor destroyed. It's the same. And you're going to use it one way or the other. You can use it proactively now and take the time, the energy to start planning how you're going to get more whole foods into your life or you're going to use it later. I guarantee it. You're going to use that energy later from trying to just manage disease. And I, I am all in on using my energy now because I'll tell you what, it feels good to eat whole foods and the, and the way the body feels and the energy you have and the, and the emotional changes that you get. And then you dovetail that with fitness and sweating and mobility and strength and it changes your life. So number one, eat more whole foods. Number two, we're going to dovetail this into uh, uh, something I talked about just a second ago. Cut back on sweetened beverages. I have a rule to never drink my calories. I mean, holy smokes, don't drink your calories because it's usually only sugar. And sugar itself that we're finding out is essentially poison. It's essentially poison. I mean, it's addictive. It's uh, detrimental on your health. It creates long-term health problems. I mean, if it didn't generate so much money and it wasn't so in, inexpensive, we would have different regulations on it, but it's too easy. It's too easy. It's, it allows companies to make way too much money. Super cheap. We can get rid of anything that costs money and just add sugar to it, and then it tastes good still. But I mean, we, we know that uh, cutting back on sweetened beverages, it can decrease your chance of obesity, fatty liver disease, heart disease, insulin resistance, cavities in your teeth. Now, here's the thing. You might say, well, I don't know if it's addictive. Cut out, completely cut out sugar for two weeks and see what it does to your body. Headaches, fatigue, uh, 
irritability. I mean, what would you call it if you're getting withdrawal symptoms from sugar? It's, it is. It, it's what it is. So, number two, cut back on sweetened beverages. Number three, get more quality sleep. Again, this is another one I'm adding to my life. I'm going from four and a half-ish to six and a half on average or more. I'm already seeing the benefits. The wrinkles around my eyes are starting to decrease. (laughs) Uh, Energy levels there. And And here's the thing. What I gave up before by getting less sleep, now I'm more efficient. My brain's quicker. I, I'm able to attack things more with more clarity. I don't make as many mistakes. So it's a 50-50 as far as now I get the, the sleep, but I also get, um, I get more quality than quantity at this point. But sleep, uh, we've talked about in our 4% Club, we've talked about a little bit on the podcast, is essential. There's a link between the sleep problems and depression, sleep and increased pain. So sleep is important, hugely important. So uh, with sleep, try and decrease your your uh, your light pollution, your noise pollution in your room. Try and make it cooler. Cut back on a lot of caffeines, but you can make an increased sleep a goal this year and see how it changes your life. So number three, get more sleep. Number four, take more me time and practice more self care, and that's essentially what what is one of the goals that I'm making is that a lot of times we, we create our own busy schedules and we fill up our day with a whole bunch of tasks and planning and, and stuff that uh, people can really do for themselves, but, but it makes us feel good to do for others. But in the end, uh, we look back as martyrs and go, well, I don't have any time for myself and it hurts you. But sometimes for some people, we fill up our day because we don't want to deal with our own stuff. We don't want to deal with our own issues. Because I'll tell you what, when there's silence around you, and all you have is you and your thoughts, sometimes it gets really scary. All of a sudden, you're looking at stuff that you might not want to be looking at. And with that, you have to deal with it. So at times, uh, we get one of two things. People will fill up their day so they never have to think about it. And by the time they go to bed, they're so exhausted, they just go right to sleep. That's a coping strategy. Or B, they create drama. They create stress. And they're always creating stress or looking to go run and solve somebody else's problems because it, being in that high emotional state makes their, all their anger and all of their emotion focused on that issue, not their own. So taking more me time allows you to heal all those wounds that probably occurred when, before you ever left your parents' house. I mean, a lot of the baggage we carry throughout our adult lives are solely because of the baggage that was created when we were kids. You got to unravel that stuff. Sometimes we don't want to look at it. Sometimes it's like, ooh, I don't like the way that looks. I don't like the way I feel about it on myself. So. Take more me time. Practice more self-care. And that just might be uh, taking time to meditate, to take a moment, to de-stress, to evaluate your thoughts. Maybe take, uh, improve your fitness. So add that in. Might be an extra hour of sleep. So number four, take more me time. Number five, spend more time outside. You know, I'm looking out here in the snow. It's cold. It's wet. It's been like that for a month or two. Um, and we tend to get trapped indoors. It's dark sooner, 
And because of that, we, we kind of lock ourselves into uh, an indoor space. But make a goal this year to get out, spend more time outdoors, hiking on the weekends, uh, camping with friends, soaking up the, the sunshine, um, just being in the backyard, playing pickleball, uh, going fishing. Just find a new routine that involves nature. And it will, it will be transformational for you. So number five, spend more time outside. Number six, limit your screen time. This, is, this has been great for me because instead of going for Instagram, and I've told myself, anytime that I'm, during the day where I'm going to open up Instagram, I have to close my phone and pick up my book. And that has been great because the time that I use surfing things that really don't matter now I'm adding productively to my, as my wife calls my self-help books. <laughs> so I'm already two books down. I'm on my third book solely because I'm not spending time flipping on my phone. So that's, that's positive. So number six, limit your screen time. Number seven, again, this goes with the, the, uh, the self-care. Try meditation. And again, this is number seven of our resolutions that you can actually keep. So try meditation. This is just uh, a way to be mindful about your thoughts and what you're doing. And meditation is, is it's an evidence-based way to really promote your well-being overall, your mental well-being. And it's particularly helpful for people that have anxiety and depression. What do we do? Create stress in our lives. We create issues in our lives solely because we don't want to deal with our thoughts. And meditation helps heal those wounds. It helps with depression and anxiety because it helps heal. We, we actually start unraveling some of that stuff and realizing who we are as people. So number seven, try meditation. Number eight, add more produce to your diet. This goes with the whole foods, but truly what we really need is more fiber. We need to feed that gut. Feed it. We need soluble and insoluble fiber. We have to have it. So feed the gut over and over and over with adding more produce. That's number eight. Number nine, be more present. Again, this is another one of my resolutions. Be more present in the moment. A lot of times we get caught on uh, negative thoughts. We get caught on stress points of things that we're going to fill up our time with that we're thinking about instead of just enjoying the people around us and the moment that we're in. Or we spend time looking on Instagram and Facebook instead of just enjoying the kid that says, you know, dad, six times because they just want you to look at their coloring page and you're just wanting to scroll on Facebook. It, life's out there. The enjoyment and, and, and the happiness we get in life truly is the relationships that we build. And by just putting down the phone, getting rid of the stress points, clearing the mind to being present in the moment, it just it allows you to truly enjoy what's, what's important in your life. So be more present. And we have number 10, which is try a new hobby. And, and I was in the clinic. I was uh, helping an individual that has a post-surgical um, issue and with his post-surgical issue they're going to be with us a long time and they were uh they said you know the hardest part they're not on they're not working right now and they said the hardest part is just the boredom like i'm just getting um 
frustrated with all the boredom that I have that, that I'm doing. And it's just, it's killing me. What do you think about that? And I, as I expressed to him, I said, this is perfect for you. They're like, why? <laughs> I said, because right now your life stopped. You're not at work. You don't have anything. So think about, and only you can answer this, but think about what you really want out of your life when you were working. You're working 40, 50 hours a week. You don't have any time. And you sat there at work and you daydream going, I wish I had more time to do this. Now's your time. You want to learn to play the guitar. You want to tie flies. You want to learn to cook better. You want to um, quilt. You want to, uh, be, you want to learn a new trade. Now's your time. And the beautiful thing is, is <laughs> we're in the information age and the internet gives us everything. Every YouTube video tells you and teaches you how to do stuff. You don't even need books. You could sit there and learn so much and then apply it to your life and then learn. And then you get different points of view and different areas that you can just accentuate. It's awesome, especially for, for creating hobbies. So make a resolution to try a new hobby and, and take that one thing that you've always been interested in. And this for me was playing the guitar. You know, uh, COVID hit, we're not at work, life's slowing down. And what do you do with your time? And I thought this is a perfect time. I've always wanted to learn to play the guitar. Now I can do it. And I just spent a ton of YouTube and, and Instagram time learning, learning, learning. And now I'm, I'm like a camp, campfire guitarist. You know, I can, I can play my chords. I can, with my guitar tab, I can usually pull it up and play any song. Um, the singing didn't really improve, but the guitar play is there. <laughs> So overall, try a new hobby, and th th those are the top 10, okay? These are the top 10 that you can actually accomplish and not quit on. So again, eat more whole foods, cut back on sweetened beverages, get more sleep, take more me time. We have spend more time outside, limit screen time, try meditation, and add more produce to your diet, be more present, and try new hobbies. So again, those, those are the top 10 resolutions that you can add. Now, you don't have to do all 10, but take five of those. Start applying to your life. They're really just goals that you can look back on. They're guideposts to see how you're doing in your life. So when we return, we're going to wrap up our uh, podcast for today on five ways to kickstart your fitness program now. And that's important. It's, it's, we've got to get going. We, we can't wait any longer. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you five ways to just create that positive fitness habit. Let, and let's go, baby. Let's go. So when we return, let's get into it. And we're back, 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 back to the show. And before the break, I had teased that, uh, you know, I reviewed the, the top 10 resolutions that, that you can do and, and not quit. Um, and this was, this was actually a topic that we went over in our 4% club and our wellness uh, accountability group that we do every week. And uh, we actually went through over 20 of them. 
So I just, I cut it down to my favorite 10 there. But now we're going to dovetail into the five ways that you can, you can kickstart your fitness. Uh, how you can create that positive wellness habit. And why does it matter? Because, well, we're, it's the second weekend, now in the third weekend to January. And, and who doesn't need to improve their fitness? <laughs> Everybody can. There's always another level that we can do it. But the, the biggest thing is, I hear from people is they just don't know where to start. They don't know what to do. And they don't know what exercise to do. And they don't know if they're going to hurt themselves. And they don't know where to go next. And that's, that's a lot of doubt. And when there's a lot of doubt, we tend to get paralyzed. We tend to do nothing. We tend to not uh, make any decision because we don't know what the, the right one would be and we don't want to make a mistake. So I'm going I'm to give you five tips right now on how to create that positive wellness habit, how to kickstart your fitness right now. This is the recipe that gives you the opportunity to get going. Okay. So number one, start with fitness. I have too, too many people in a virtual personal training program that st- get going and, and they want, well, I want to, I want to lose weight and I want to improve my diet and I want to improve my nutrition. And I want to improve my fitness and I want to improve my strength and I want to improve my balance. And they've got all these ideals of what they want to do. And where do you start? Do you do them all at once? And you can, and I've watched people do them all at once and they, they change their whole lives. And for two weeks, they're gung-ho all in. And as my dad used to tell me, a candle that burns twice as hot or a candle that burns twice as bright burns half as long. And that's what you see, this great level of motivation. They're all in it and all of a sudden, downhill. And they stop because they cannot sustain that success. And really what gives people that success is the habit, that consistent habit. So. My, my goal is always to start with one activity that's, that's pressing. And the one I love to start with is really strength training. The reason is, is because we can do aerobic fitness, but running, jogging, walking, and a lot of these require different variables from being outside and the weather and all these things. But, um, and, and sometimes they can be hard on the body and it makes you really sore. But strength training can be as simple as just lifting your arms with no resistance. It can just be body weight assisted. And with that, we usually can find a modification that allows you to do something. That you don't always have to be a big power lifter to strength train. I mean, strength training, strength training is really just graded progressive exercise. That's it. That's it. So the key for me is the strength training. Because it's a natural mood enhancer. Because as soon as you get done, the endorphins kick in and, and, it, and it creates momentum. It creates consistency. You can show up and get it done and you know what to expect every time. You don't have to think about it. So for me, start with fitness, particularly strength training is my first positive wellness habit to get you going for 2022. Number two, touch the wall. Touch the wall is a metaphor, really. And uh, the metaphor I use is that a lot of, you know, 85% of your success on creating consistency in your program, in your fitness, is just showing up. Because a lot of times we get off work or we get home or we wake up in the morning and it's like, oh, I'm tired. I don't know if I have the energy. And you look at your workout plan, you go, oh, I have burpees today. Oh, geez, I don't know if I have energy for that. And you sit there and try and talk yourself out of why you shouldn't go. 
And I will guarantee you this, you never, ever, ever win an argument against yourself. Your, your brain will try and out-talk you and rationalize it. Well, I, I could do it later this afternoon. I can do it tomorrow because of this. I can do this. And it tries to rationalize it out. And all it is, is it delays the inevitable, which is you don't do it. And then you don't do it the next day. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, and then your mind plays on you more. So the key that I try to tell people is touch the wall. 85% of the success is just showing up. So just don't even worry about the workout. All I want you to do is to come down and touch the wall. Come down, put on your workout clothes, get on your shoes, get in your car, drive down to the facility and touch the back wall. And I guarantee you this, if you only did that, that was your only mindset. Once you got there, you would think, I'm already here. I might as well do part of my workout. I might as well do a little bit. And some of the best workouts I've ever had are the ones where I didn't want to go at all. And I just told myself, all I'm going to do is just go touch the wall. or I'm just going to do one thing. And by the time you get down there, it builds and builds and builds. And all of a sudden you're like, man, that was a good one. That one felt good. And I, I don't know if I've ever met anybody that didn't feel good about getting a workout in. It just gives you endorphins. So touch the wall. Number three, same time, same day. If you want to create a positive wellness habit, you, you have to instill the habit. You have to get it going. So the best thing I tell people is to create that consistency. Show up at the same time at the same day. Make that your priority. And if you do that, if you pick the same day and you pick the same time and stick to it, your body will get used to it. Your body's telling you, hey, we got to go to the gym. We got to go to the gym. And it just it fuels itself. Everything else falls in after it. It goes to the bottom of the queue. That goes to the top. You know you've designated that time. So number three, same time, same day. And that dovetails in number four, use the mornings. A lot of times uh, we, we out-talk ourselves. We, we lose the argument with ourselves because we get tired. That's what happens. We didn't get enough sleep. And then the adventures of the day take over. And we find reasons why we can't go to the gym. Oh, I had to stay late at work, or I had to do this, or my kids need me to pick this up, or I had to go to this thing. But the mornings are yours. Rise and shine before the world wakes. And then you can do what you need to do. If you put the morning first, if you put your workouts first, it gets done every time. Every time. And then it kickstarts your day. You got positive endorphins. You're ready to go. You're annoying annoying your kids because they're tired, but you're all pumped up and amped. (laughs) Trust me, I know. And uh, it gets done. It creates consistency. So use those mornings. Stay consistent with it. Don't choose different days. Don't be variable. Choose the same day, same time, every time, particularly in the morning. And you will find consistency because there is no willpower. It all has to do with, with creating the habit. And that's how you create it. Number five, get new workout clothes. <laughs> do, you need a, do you need a reason to shop? You probably don't. But this is actually backed by science. By getting new workout clothes, it makes you feel good. When you put them on, you look forward to getting them on because they're new and it's, hey, I like the way they feel on me. And you start getting into it. It gives you a reason to get out the door and go touch the wall. There's something about looking good, feeling good. There's something to it. It matters. So go get new workout clothes. It will help jumpstart you and get you out the door because that's 85% of it. Get your butt down there and touch the wall. So all in all, these are my top five uh, ways to kickstart your fitness. 
These are positive wellness habits that you can create. Number one, start with fitness. Two, touch the wall. Three, same day, same time. Number four, use the mornings. And number five, get new workout clothes. So let me, let me uh, wrap this up together um, and dovetail this into uh, our virtual personal training program. For people that are out there that are going, I don't know if I can do this. And that happens. I hear it all the time. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I'm going to hurt myself. I have a knee problem already and I don't want to make it worse. I don't know what to do with my nutrition. I don't know how to structure. I just need a jump start. You're not alone. You're not. And the best thing that you can truly do is to add accountability to your life. Who's going to notice if you don't come in and touch the wall by yourself? Who's going to notice if you don't get out of bed? Who's going to assist you emotionally, mentally, physically to to hit your goals? And what are they? They're usually related around mobility, independence, and health. Who's going to be there to do that? Because you know what? The reality is the majority of people are just trying to get through the day. They can't take on any more emotional, mental, or physical from somebody else let alone you taking care of yourself. We need accountability. We need coaching in our lives. Things get really, really good when you have people that are cheering you on and giving you strategies to get better. And they also notice when you're not making it in a non-threatening way because they know what your goal is and they just help remind you to get there. So that's what we do. Our virtual personal training is really coaching and accountability. We do structure your programs. We do give you progressive programs. We do give you the training you need, and we we are there for you 100% of the way. And there's different features of the program, but the 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 real benefit to you is you don't have to think about it. You don't have to think about what you're going to do next, what exercise you're going to do, how to get things going, how to stay consistent, how to develop a program that actually gets results, because you get it from us. We've we've been doing this over a year, and there's there's no real attrition rate. People love it because it it gives them the coaching accountability they need, and that's the key. The key overall is to give people what they need so they can be successful. And I'll tell you what, we love the heck out of that. That's what really gets us going is to be able to help people in their lives, and we have a lot of different areas in this program from our four percent club to even Zoom calls, to one-on-one sessions, direct uh, in, in-person sessions that allow you to get the most out of your life. And that's what it's about. It's not a cookie-cutter program that's one for all. It's about what do you want? You want to improve your balance? You want to improve your strength? You want to decrease your chance for falling later in life? You want to improve your mobility? You want to be able to achieve your own independence goals so that you can pretty much preserve your life as you age. We help you with that. So if you're out there thinking about, I don't know if the virtual personal training program is right for me, fine. Call me, text me, email me, personal message me, whatever you need to. It's pretty easy to get a hold of me these days. And we can do our discovery visit because our discovery visit really is, is just for people to give them opportunity to learn about our program and see if it's the best for them. It's the best way to decide and make decisions on your health. 
And it's solely for you to see the impact that we can make in your life. So if you're out there wondering, how do I get going? What do I do? I need coaching accountability. I need assistance. I need somebody that's my cheerleader, that's my therapist, that, that uh, keeps me accountable and keeps me going. We're those people. So feel free to reach out to us. Myself and Tyler would love to, to learn more about you and what your goals are and what, what you're looking to get out of your life and your health. So again, uh, let's, let's finish all this up. Um, new resolutions. 2022, super optimistic. I'm super positive about it. I'm excited about where it's going to go from my own health, my own personal uh, goals, business goals, relationship goals. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the clinic and where we're going with our from our annual planning event. I'm excited about uh, the different resolutions that I personally made myself from sleeping, nutrition, fitness, just being present in the moment, different uh, self-development. And I'm excited about uh, people like you out there ready to kickstart your fitness, get your buns moving, be able to make a difference in your life. Because who do you want to be in December? That's really what it comes down to. Who do you want to be by the time December hits? You've got 11 and a half months. Who do you want to be by next New Year's? And I'll leave you with that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the show. Again, you are absolutely the best part of the show. Your comments, your questions, your emails are all appreciated. And again, uh, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next time. Hey, keep moving, team.